we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this vaccine, from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 10th day of January, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams, and we are on the first exclusive of the year. Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive. Um, yeah, still here. Still going. That's good. That's good. We made it through the first week. Yeah, first week of 2022. And you know what? I don't think people are back into the swing of things just yet. They're starting to get back into it, I think, but... Some people are still, I think, checked out, and, and they just haven't quite gotten back into the silliness yet. But um, yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. We talked yesterday. We ended with, uh, with Kazakhstan uh, and the protests that were, uh, that were going on there, and then the Russians said, well, they're going to send in peacekeeping forces, and that's exactly what they did, and it looks like they're restoring peace. Uh, there are videos of that up on our Telegram page. You can go over there and take a look at that, or you can scroll on up and take a look at that. Uh, if, if you're listening to us today. But um, apparently that's how the Russians restore peace is through um, shoot to kill orders <laughs> to stop yep. the protesters. And peace you clearly saw. Yeah, you clearly saw the uh, the soldiers with their AK-47s just taking care of those that were yeah. in the streets. Um, kind of kind of reminiscent of, I don't know, Tiananmen Square, those kind of incidents. That's kind of what this feels like, you know, kind of. A slaughter of civilians. Well, I've I've seen both sides of it. I, I've I'm watching both sides of it. I'm watching the uh, the protest side of it, and I'm watching the uh, uh, the side that uh, the Russians are taking, as in like the the government, the pro government side. I'm watching both sides of that. And what what do you do? What do you do? Because uh, if you if you look at if you look at what this is, this is part of uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski's grand chessboard strategy. Kazakhstan is key to control of the Eurasian landmass, especially after what we learned yesterday about the uranium mining. That is key to have that country. Now, if you've got George Soros and company that are in there trying to start a color revolution, then do you really do you really side with the the ones that are trying to overthrow the government? Uh, I'm not siding with them. I'm just saying going straight to violence isn't. Uh, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, I agree on both sides. I, I'm not. One, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. OK, so to be clear, when there's an insurrection, I'm not against using violence, to be clear. Um, however, uh, you give them a chance first. Tear gas, uh, you know, less than lethal munitions, uh, those kind of things. Disperse the crowds, see if they'll capitulate and disperse. Um, after a day or two of that and the crowds don't disperse, live fire. But I, 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 I. I'm a strong believer in uh, government. You're, you're you're to give the governed um, the consent, if you will, right? The the opportunity to stand down. So, uh, uh, but in the end, it, it probably would have ended up in violence either way. Either way, you know. Using I mean, they were taking. Force. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they the the so-called <clears throat> protesters. I'm doing the air quotes. They were taking military hostages. They were taking police hostages. Uh, now, as far as uh, what they were doing, uh, we did see reports that the 
so-called protesters were beheading police officers. If that's indeed true, then the response that was given is quite justified, I'm, yes. I, I must say. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Uh, assuming the reports are accurate. Yeah. True. The using. Yeah. yeah. It's at that point <laughs> you're making it if, it. if it were just a protest. OK. And they were out there protesting. And in fact, even if they were going in and taking over government buildings. Uh, OK. Uh, but if, you know, because they're using force and violence and whatnot. Yeah. Fair. The president Still would have preferred has, tear gas and whatnot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First. The president, yeah, first. Uh, the president in uh, Kazakhstan has, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that guy's name, uh, he has said in a televised national address, terrorists continue to damage the state and private, or continue to damage state and private property and use weapons against civilians. I have given the order to law enforcement to shoot to kill without warning. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of six to one, half a dozen to the other on this because, you know, I look at what these uh, so-called protesters were doing over in Kazakhstan. And then I look at the riots that took place in May of last year in the United States. If we had a similar response, would it have continued and would they have a head of steam right now is my question. I mean, I'll, I'll leave the question hanging because um, I think we all know the answer to that. I think we do, too. Okay. So the rules have changed here today where I am. Uh, I am in the middle of mainland Europe. The rules have changed. As of this morning, I see you didn't think it was just going to be limited to one city, did you? No, of course not. The fully vaxxed no longer are allowed to participate in normal life unless you get boosted. Germany has announced more pandemic restrictions that require the double jabbed individuals to take either a COVID-19 test before eating in restaurants and cafes or take a booster. The triple jabbed are unaffected by the new rule. Yeah, see, you're you're unaffected. They've announced a new set of... Yeah, for now. They've, they've announced, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. They've announced a new set of pandemic restrictions amid a surge in COVID-19 infections. Where are they? Where, where are those surges? The same place they were last year. They were non-existent. Despite more than 70% of their population having been injected with vaccines. You know what? I was getting COVID ads, uh, like COVID-19 uh, vaccine ads on my podcast. When I listen to podcasts over here, you know how they throw an ad in there every once in a while? Well, the content creator of whatever you're listening to doesn't have any control over those ads, as in what they are. They just kind of get superimposed by the provider. Well, the platform I was listening on, and it throws like, uh, it would throw a COVID-19 vaccine ad at me like every few minutes or something like that. I mean, it was just really annoying. And now all of that has changed. Over the last week or so, all of that has changed. I don't get COVID-19 vaccine ads anymore. Now I get COVID-19 booster ads that are pushed to me. That's what I get now. So th this is their booster campaign. This is this is the next move for them. But the new restrictions require individuals who have received two COVID-19 injections to take a COVID test in order to eat out at restaurants and cafes, uh, in order to eat out at restaurants and cafes. Those who have received three vaccine injections are not required to take any tests. The new restriction is intent. This is according to uh, the mayor of Berlin. The new restriction is intended as an incentive to get boosted. Well, why don't you just offer him a free pizza? Why, why don't you just offer him 150 euros and a bratwurst? That's what we were doing before. Why don't you just do that? Offer him a glass of beer, something. I mean, that, that that's kind of what we were doing. Unprecedented, this stuff. Free food, free beer, you know, that like free sh free shots, no pun intended. Uh, free cheesecake, burgers and fries is what the mayor of uh, New York was bribing you with with Shake Shack. I mean, it was it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, Pfizer's hosting pool parties now for kids. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But this is where they are. 
that this is where they are. Now it's uh, an incentive to get boosted. Now you've got to go along with this. Somebody sent me a meme the other day, and it was, uh, you know those loyalty cards, Bruce, you know, where you get you go someplace and you get like a stamp every time you're in there? Sure. And then, yeah, yeah. and the at the end, after you get like, oh, I don't know, like 10 stamps and you're on your 11th, you get like whatever from the, you know, complimentary. You get like a free cup of coffee or, uh, or a free piece of cake or whatever it is or something like that from whatever you go to. Well... Somebody sent me one. It was a Pfizer loyalty card, and it had little injectors. It had like syringes on every one of the uh, the stamps. And at the end, it said free pizza. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It, it, it's it's literally your your loyalty card shows whether or not you've been vaccinated and whether or not you can go and travel or you can go out to restaurants. Uh-huh. As, it, as it turns out now. Uh huh. According to the new chancellor, uh, Olaf Scholz, or whatever the hell his name is, uh, it is a str- it's a strict rule, but it's a necessary one that will help us better control infections in the future than is currently the case. The best protection against Omicron is a booster vaccination. That sounds like the typical line is what it sounds like. Now, according to the Robert Koch Institute, which is the German version of the CDC, Germany has seen 64,340 new COVID infections, uh, and they recently reported on... Uh, uh, on the same data, for, or excuse me, on the data from uh, that was released from Robert Koch Institute, which found that 96% of those affected by Omicron were fully vaccinated people. That was a report that was put out just last week that we went over, including the triple vaccinated people, while unvaccinated people remained largely unscathed by the new discovery strain. I think they made up all of, I don't even think it was like 14%. I think it was like 13.4 or something like that. I, it wasn't even wasn't even 14%. Uh, a few days later, Germany updated, I'm doing the air quotes, updated their data, which brought that number to 78%, indicating that a clear and overwhelming majority of Omicron cases were still found in vaccinated individuals when compared to the unvaccinated. But yet, see, it's those unvaccinated people. That's the problem. That That's the problem there. And of course, if you're just a normal vaccinated person, well, now you're unvaccinated, right? Welcome to the club. The data, of course, was unsatisfactory for Facebook fact checkers who insisted that 78% did not constitute a majority. Where did these people go to school and learn math? 51% is a majority. Well, Bruce, not according to Facebook fact checkers. That's that's actually an insult to people that failed mathematics. People that failed mathematics in school understand that 70, 70 is, greater is greater than 50. 51. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they understand that. So, uh, yeah. To be fair. Okay. To be, to be completely fair, they're technically right. It is not a majority at, at 78%. Technically, that is a super majority. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. But see, does it really matter if you have three? They're, they're talking about incentives to get boosters. It doesn't Hell, matter. Even, yeah, hell, even uh, what's his name? Uh, you know what? I, I want to don't let me forget the Pfizer pool party. Don't don't let me forget that. Does it yeah, matter though? Pool party, all right. Yeah, yeah, pool party. Don't let me forget that. Uh, the oh, who is this guy? Uh, the health minister, minister Christian Dubay from Quebec, and he is speaking in English at a press conference in Quebec, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, and this is what he had to say: Are we going to have a, a time where the vaccine passport requires a, a fourth dose and a fifth dose and a sixth dose? Well, let's start with the third dose first. Uh, I think it's very clear that uh, given what's happening now, and uh, will there be another 
Omicron uh, version, whatever, in uh, April or May, I don't know. But uh, we have put this, uh, this tool in place. It has worked uh, from uh, last fall, from last summer to a couple of weeks ago before we got hit by this tsunami. And we're going to be ready tsunami. to use this passport over the next uh, year or so. And that's the reason I'm warning people today that the third dose will be adjusted for the uh, for the passport. And uh, we better be ready for that. Yeah, see, there you go. Now it's going to be about the uh, what? Uh, just as Dan Andrews said down in uh, down down said down in Florida, down in Australia, in Victoria, uh, he said it's going to be about the maintenance of your vaccination status. So every few months or so, whenever um, whenever you get uh, pinged on your little app there on your phone. Um, you're going to be reminded to go down and, and book a booster appointment uh, to get the thing, you know, the thing gives you a little green tick. Yeah, you, you're just not going to have that if you don't do that. So it's going to be about the maintenance of your vaccination status. That's what it's going to be about. And clearly the uh, the prime minister, or excuse me, the prime minister, the health minister there uh, of Quebec is saying exactly that. Now, there's been conflicting reports again today about what's happening in Austria. Some people are saying that Austria has made it, uh, French uh, mainstream media is reporting that Austria has made it mandatory, that people are going to get vaccinated. And then the Austrian government has also said today that, well, no, we're putting everything on hold until April. So what's what? What's what? It's the same conflicts that we were seeing yesterday when we were talking about the French. I, I, I can't follow this. I, I can't follow this. This, this, is, a, this is like a, a death throw. Uh, of of every proportion, you've now got uh, leaders of uh, of states and political parties here where I'm at because they have kind of the same. They're supposed to have the same kind of like federalist breakdown system like we have. That's kind of what uh, that's kind of what the system was that they set up over here. They have federal government, then they have states, and then they have elected leaders of those states. And now leaders are calling for other leaders to resign because they've been caught faking numbers and and this and that. So it's just a, it, it's just turned into this just this mess. So. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's confusing as all hell. Uh, Bruce, you saw the uh, you saw the protest that was happening last night in the city of Kiel. Good turnout. It was a really good turnout. It was good turnout. I mean, considering you guys have like you know below zero Celsius weather, it's cold. Um, it's cold. It's cold there. Yeah, I mean, it's cold here, so it has to be cold there. It's cold. Uh, they had a lot of uh, lot, they had a lot of people showing up last night uh, in the city of Kiel. We put that up on our Telegram page as well. Uh, take a look at that. But uh, anyway, so they're going ahead with uh, with a third one. But again, is that enough? Is that enough? Well, according to the Pfizer and Moderna CEOs, no, no. See, that's that's just not going to do it. But they're not wasting any time jumping right onto the fourth one, are they? They're not wasting any time at all. Is that is that why they're also doing the pool parties? I, I don't know. We, we do need to talk about the pool parties. Uh, we'll do the pool parties first, and then we'll go to what well, we'll talk about Pfizer and Moderna. So a Pfizer pool party is taking place. You're invited, right? You've been invited. You see it right here. It says you're, this is the advert. We'll, we'll take this. And we'll put this up, too. You're invited to our free, yeah, keyword free, to our free pool party. Now, see, Bruce, they got like balloons on here and they got they got people laying on inner tubes and they got unicorns and and happy things all over it. And it says that you're invited to the free Pfizer pool party. The sun is hot, but the water is cool. Splish, splash, and play at 
our party in the pool. Kids age 5 to 11, that's their target group, kids age 5 to 11 are invited to our Pfizer pool party. Cooktown Pool. Okay, so this is in Australia, I take it. Yeah. It, Br- Brisbane, you said? Brisbane? You, you said? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Monday the 10th. Yeah, because yeah, obviously you're not going to have a pool party up here, right? It has to be Australia. You're not yeah. going to have a pool party yeah, up here in the middle of winter unless it's going to be yeah, indoors. Yeah. So, I mean, and you can't have indoor yeah. events here because of COVID. So it's got to be in Australia. It's middle of summer down there. Uh, so it's going to be Monday the 10th, Wednesday the 12th, and Friday the 14th of January from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday the 15th. From <laughs> I can't believe I'm reading this. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. No bookings are required. Now, listen to these incentives. You get free entry for every child who receives their COVID-19 vaccine. So they're going to have vaccines on site. That's that's what the whole party is all about. You're also going to get free food. You're going to get a free drink and you're going to get a free gift. Doesn't that sound great? Kids getting and they say here at the bottom, kids getting their COVID-19 vaccine must be accompanied by a parent or guardian who is able to consent to the COVID-19 vaccination. The adults can't consent to it. They're being coerced. They're being forced. (laughs) There's no consent here to be had. No, comrade, the, 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 that that's being looked at and, you know, consent. Nah. Did the Facebook it's fact for checkers? for good. Yeah, <laughs> did the Facebook fact checkers prove that wrong? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out on that, uh, that invitation there, uh, the two people that they have in there look like they've been cooked. They, they look like they've been in the pool too long. Yeah, they do look like they've cooked. been in there. Yeah, they've been in there for quite some yeah. time. Uh, they, yeah. they probably need to come out of there. Uh, but we will be yeah. putting that up uh, uh, on our page for you to take a look. But anyway, okay, so that, that doesn't really matter. That doesn't really matter because even if you get vaxxed, even if you get boosted, doesn't matter. What are they going to call the fourth one? Because they're calling the third one the booster. What's the fourth one going to be? What do you think? Uh Booster? Uh, booster. Uh, I don't booster. think they're going to. D- double boost. They're not creative. Double boost. They were saying double vax. Double, double boost. Double boosted. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be it. Or just boosted. Or just, yeah. They were they were saying boosted there for a while. Kind of that was supposed to be the catchy, cool term. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were doing like the, the the idiots like Pierce Morgan. They were doing like boosted and holding their card up where they had like the third line filled out. Yeah, with their mm-hmm. mask on. Uh, the Pfizer and Moderna CEO uh, both have said that there will be a fourth uh, COVID jab. Mainstream media outlets, along with heads of uh, Moderna and Pfizer, are raising the prospect of a fourth COVID-19 vaccination injection. Now, you didn't think you were going to get out of it with three, did you? Comes as the vaccinated individuals continue to be infected with COVID. That's exactly what's happening. If you look at the numbers, 95% of the cases here uh, oh, excuse me. Then, then it was seventy-eight percent. But then again, seventy-eight percent is not a majority. So, according to Facebook, so I mean, it's it's okay then. Moderna CEO Stefani Bensel said on Thursday that the triple vaccinated people may need yet another booster injection due to the supposedly effective vaccine's decline in efficacy. Bensel said that the third injection may wear off over the course of several months, similar to what happened with the first two doses, prompting a fourth injection after winter subsides. And he was on CNBC talking about that. He says, I will be surprised when we get that data in the coming weeks that it is that is holding nicely over time. I would expect that it's not going to hold great. He was talking about the strength of the booster shots. Uh, He said governments like the United Kingdom and South Korea have already begun ordering the fourth dose in preparation. It's just more of the same. It's more of the same. I thought that they were going to have like this brand new thing to deal with whatever variants uh, that we're going to be rolling out. Is it Pfizer that was going to do that? They said they're going to have these new ones that are going to be there for like, the, uh, well, I, I mean, say like March. We have the new drugs that they're they're coming out with. 
Yeah. But as far as new vaccines, they're all the same. Bensell also added, he says, we're, I still believe we're going to need boosters in the fall of 22 and forward, adding that people who are older and have underlying health conditions might need annual booster injections for years to come. Well, see, that's OK. That's OK. Annual. Now, see, and I don't even think annual is going to do it because they halved it from six months to three months. So you need boosters every three months in the UK. And the CDC, I want to say the CDC, they dropped it to five months in the US. Just it was yeah, believe- this morning. Or it was yesterday. Or it was last night. Yeah, I think we went over that yesterday. So it's five months for. I'm going to say it was five months for Pfizer, six months for Moderna, and two months for J and J. Yeah. Now, see, they're so they're why not already, just make them all two months? Right, because right here, CNBC reported uh, report uh, a CNBC uh, a CNBC report admitted that, and I'm quoting: the efficacy of booster shots starts to decline after about. Four weeks. That was, and they were referencing a study by the UK Health Security Agency. Again, um, if you've listened to those podcasts of uh, the two doctors, uh, you know that the more boosters you get, the more vulnerable you are to the next variants of COVID. So mm-hmm. these hospitalizations that you're seeing that they're saying, oh, it's the unvaccinated. Well, uh-huh. if they took the two jabs, um, they're more vulnerable to it than you are if you're unvaccinated. So last month, the Pfizer CEO, veterinarian, did I say that? The veterinarian Albert Borla made similar statements about a fourth dose of the injection. I'm quoting again. He says, when we see real world data, we will determine if if the Omicron is well covered by the third dose and for how long. And the second point, I think we will need a fourth dose. I've said that multiple times. Uh, sir, I don't know what real world data you're looking at. Okay. First of all, that's, that's the CEO, right? So he's concerned about business as in like how much money they're making, you know, all those kind of things, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Running the business. He's, he's beholden to shareholders, board of directors and shareholders. Yeah. 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 So why as the CEO, would you not be pushing to have more vaccinations? Why would you not be pushing for more? I mean, your motive is to make money. Uh, you just made a killing last year, both fig- figuratively and literally. Um, so why not continue and just continue with the narrative? Keep pushing for more vaccinations. You're going to make billions of dollars and it's free money, essentially, because it's it's taxpayer dollars. It's the government that's paying it. By the way, Israel's talking about a fifth one now. They're, they're already on their fourth and they're talking about a fifth, uh, which, by the way, if uh, if you didn't know, Israel's only using the Pfizer one. That's the only one they're using because the Pfizer uh, corporation has a deal with the Israeli government somehow. I don't know what the details of it, but uh, but that's what it is. Do you know anything? Do you know more about that? No, no, I don't know much more about that. That That's kind of a lot of the data that we were getting out of Israel after they realized we were starting to use it. We being uh, the types that are against the this whole craziness, not just us here, um, they kind of started not sharing data anymore and they they have been uh less uh willing to share so that's unfortunate mm-hmm. yeah anytime something doesn't go in the way of the political agenda it was scrubbed which by the way they're actually talking about changing the nuremberg code now to fit the agenda yeah, that's so- kind of what i was referencing earlier saying uh you know with the my being facetious uh-huh 
several, you have wire brush. I'll, I'll use a wire brush that time. Uh, several mainstream media outlets have published reports pushing the fourth COVID-19 vaccine, uh, at, including CNBC, Fox Business, Reuters, New York Times, uh, the New York Times, Washington Post, and Business Insider. Uh, and of course, uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration changed the emergency use authorization for the Moderna vaccine, shortening the time between the completion of a primary series of the vaccine and a booster dose to five months for those aged 18 and older. Now watch. You watch. Now they're going to start saying, uh, what was the what was the second demographic below that? Was it t- um, 12 to 15? What, was that what it was? 12, 12 to 15? Uh 12, 15 or 12, 16, something like 12, that. 12, or maybe 12, 18. Well, you'd have to, yeah, yeah. 12, 18. So 12, 12, to, 12 to 18 year olds, you watch. They'll now start saying they need a booster. You watch. That'll be next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, again, you go and watch those podcasts. They talk about what ha- what happens in those w- with the vaccines and what's happening with uh, some of the side effects. Some of the side effects, um, the vaccines, they go to specific parts of the body very rapidly uh, because that those parts of the body um, consume uh, the outer uh, what, what's it called the the lipid uh, nanoparticle or whatever it is that's associated Hydrogel. with it. It's it's basically yeah, yeah it's it's basically a fat um, that that part of the body consumes it. Well, uh, for women, uh, one of the parts is their ovaries, and for men, it's their heart. Um, <laughs> So you're having women either uh, start having menstruating uh, again or stop. Um, and you're wanting to put these into teenagers who are hitting puberty and could potentially affect their reproductive health for the rest of their life. Mm, wire brush. You know what? <laughs> whenever we whenever we get merchandise rolling around here, we need to give you your own wire brush. It has to be that. That has to be that has to be up yeah. in the in the shop. So it's going to have I to be actually, the mug that says "healthy and alive," and then the T-shirt that says "healthy and alive." And then it's going to have to be a wire brush. <laughs> yeah, for for, for our enjoyment, I was actually given a a, a sign uh, to put up on on my wall. I'll, ha- uh-huh. I'll have to get that up and and yeah, show yeah, everybody. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's uh, all right. Yeah, the fourth one. Fourth one's on deck. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Justice Sotomayor. Um, this is um, this is in the Supreme Court now. The uh, the vaccine mandate in the uh, the U.S. that's hit the Supreme Court. Uh, she she has claimed that uh, the uh, the Omicron variant is as deadly as the Delta variant, with as many as one hundred thousand children hospitalized with COVID. Counsel for in, uh, for the independent businesses spoke about the vaccine mandate coming while the Delta variant of COVID was most prevalent in the U.S., saying that the current variants, which is Omicron, is of far less worry in terms terms of serious illness or death. And of course, Sotomayor, she jumped straight in there and she said, counsel, those numbers show that Omicron is as deadly and causes as much serious disease in the unvaccinated as Delta did. She sounds like she needs to be the one on CNBC. The numbers, she said, look at the hospitalization rates that are going on. We have more affected people in the country today than we had a year ago in January, we have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition and many on ventilators. So saying it's a workplace variant just underscores the fact that without some workplace rules with respect to vaccines or encouraging vaccines, because this is not a vaccine mandate. I see, Bruce, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a vaccine mandate. It's just encouraging. But let's... Um, yeah. 
Let, let's let's go over this one at a time here. Um, okay, so the numbers show that Omicron is as deadly and causes as much serious disease in the unvaccinated as Delta did. That's not true at all. I mean, we can go over numbers from wh- whatever, uh, hell, even government organizations are putting them out. Even their own cooked up numbers don't show that the unvaxxed are a problem. They don't show it. The numbers don't show it. We have over 100. Uh, uh, okay, so that was the first point. The second point, we have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. The United States, at any given time, we, we talked about this well over a year ago, at any given time, this is pre-pandemic, this is pre-COVID and, and, and everything. The United States, at any given time, has around or just under 1 million hospital beds that are available in the entire nation. The hospitals are always running at near full capacity because if they are not, then they don't make money. So they close off what they don't need. This is why you saw TikTok videos of doctors dancing around and drinking and and doing dance videos and all kinds of stuff, you know, swinging around, hitting each other with defibrillators. The hospitals were empty. They were empty everywhere. But now they're full of vax people and they're saying it's the unvax that are causing it. It's one group against another. Can you not see it? Do you not understand it? We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition and many on ventilators. If there was any large number of not just not not just adults, but especially children, they love parading children around there, don't they? They love using children as victims. Politicians hide behind two things. And don't think that these people on the Supreme Court are not just that. They are politicians. Politicians hide behind two things in America. They hide behind children and the Bible. That's what they hide behind. If you had even a tenth of that number of children that were in hospitals in serious conditions on ventilators, don't think for one second that that would not be all over CNN and MSNBC as the main headlines across the country. They would be drilling that into everybody's head, showing that, saying, look, see, see what the unvaxxed are doing by not going along with the program. Don't think for a moment that they wouldn't do that. Uh, Again, I would ask um, if uh, if that were the case and we had that many uh, kids in the hospital and on ventilators, I would um, I would ask uh, what what kind of uh, medications were you giving the kids before they were hospitalized? Or did you just send them home to get to the point that they needed hospitalization? And we would also see a lot more parents uh, that would be speaking out. Uh, that would be when you start involving kids, even the craziest of left leaning people uh, have a stint of sanity and they'll speak up. So uh, no. No, this is this is this is a load of crap. And I'm not going to get into any of the rest of this conversation. I really don't care what uh, what she has to say. Quite frankly, she has no idea what she's talking about. So um, anyway, moving along, moving right along. Yesterday, we talked about January 6th. Uh, or, of course, if you're listening to us on Monday, we talked about uh, January 6th on uh, Friday. Uh, this is uh, this is odd because these are these are lists that were this is a list that was compiled by the uh, the Federalist. I love the work that they do over there. Uh, and this was eight times that left wing protesters broke into government buildings and assaulted democracy. Isn't that what we heard yesterday? Oh, they ins- they assaulted our institutions and our ideals and our values and our and, and they assaulted democracy. That it was the it was the day that democracy almost died. Well, I sure as hell hope so. 
I mean, the United States, first and foremost, is not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. You idiots in office should know that. That's the first thing you should understand in your first government class as a kid, that we're not a democracy. I don't care what some crackpot, woke, college-graduated teacher tells you. It is not a democracy. Left-wing demonstrators, you know, they got a long habit of attacking and infiltrating and occupying government buildings. They really do. They really do. But see, that didn't matter. That didn't matter on January 6th. But that's okay. Let's look at the other times that they just kind of turned a blind eye. Okay, number one, the Interior Department was overtaken. And quite frankly, these photos, Bruce, can you tell the difference between these two? They look at one's now one of these is January 6th, and the other one is when they took over the Department of the Interior. Can you tell any difference? I mean, the the only difference is the uniform red hats. I mean, you see three red hats in one po- photo. Well, and, the and that's other one. Ashley Babbitt jumping through the window yeah, right there. You can see. Of course yeah. you see that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if it weren't for the fact that, you know, that was an infinite, infamous moment and it had been shown across the media, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know the difference. No, you wouldn't know. On October 14th, this was just a few months ago. On October 14th, 2021, climate activists, I see it's okay because it's for the environment, it's for justice. It's what it's all about. Climate activists breached the Interior Department with demonstrators who were left outside struggling with law enforcement officers as they reportedly tried to force their way in, shouting, go inside, go inside. Some activists vandalized the building, while others pinned police against the wall. The ordeal resulted in a number of injuries, according to multiple sources, with the police officer being transported to the hospital. I didn't hear anything about that. Did you? I, did, I didn't hear anything about that. No. Uh, that sounds like another day that democracy almost died. Also, well, or, or that was a day that they were fighting for democracy, I, I think. Oh, yeah, true. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Um, is democracy so weak that it can't handle a few thousand people? Is it is it really that is it really that vulnerable that just having a few people rise up and damage a little bit of property, deal a beer? Is it is it so is it so weak that it can't handle that? I'd have to say yes. Number two, uh, the president was moved to the bunker after the White House fence was breached. I remember that. I, I remember that he was uh, taken down to the bunker. Oh no, no. See, uh, according to Chuck Schumer, uh, those were those were innocent women and children that were having tear gas and rubber bullets being used on them. Those were innocent women and children. Yeah, uh, is what that was. And the president was a coward for going down yes. there. That was something yes. else they kept yeah. saying. Now, never mind that those innocent women and children were uh, were flipping over police cars, DC police cars, and setting them on fire in front of the White House. Never mind that. Maybe they were doing that to roast some marshmallows or something. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, making s'mores, you know, it's, the, a, it's yeah, a family of course, gathering. Of yeah. course. And I, I mean, you know how often women and children have the, the strength to flip over entire police cruisers, right? You, I mean, you, yes. you, know how, yes. you know how strong well, they can be. I mean, you hear the stories of women gaining the strength of 10 men to flip over a car that's on top of their child. So, you know, of of course, you know, of course. In June 2020, uh, then President Donald Trump, First Lady Melania Trump and their son Barron were reportedly rushed to a secure bunker when a group of protesters, protesters, you hear this? Protesters breached temporary barricades that had been set up around the White House complex. That was during the uh, that was during the riots of May and June. That's that's when that was. Uh, that's when they uh, that's when Antifa and BLM decided they were going to try and burn a church down across the street. Yeah, that didn't quite make the news or anything. Oh, they were freedom fighters. Yeah, they were, they were freedom fighters. The Secret Service. Oh, no, it made the news. Oh, yeah, it made the news. Yeah, it only it did. It made the news only because uh, Trump used tear gas 
to disperse the crowd so we could have the photo shoot. No, 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 no. It was tear gas and rubber bullets against innocent women and children. That's that's all it was. Yeah. Well, so we could have a photo shoot in front of the uh, right in front of the church there. Yeah. Yeah, The the church that Antifa tried to burn down. Yeah, that one. Uh, The Secret Service reportedly arrested and charged at least four protesters with unlawful entry at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, at least they were arrested and charged. We haven't even charged the people from January 6th with anything yet. And they've been in jail for a year. Not only not only that, but we had all those riots. How many of those looters, anarchists, how many of them were arrested? They did two billion dollars of damage in one one city. And yet how many of them were arrested? Yeah, none of them. And any of the ones that were arrested were released. And of course, they're turning out, uh, they're giving everybody in the, they're they're turning out uh, convicted felons now. They're giving them their walking papers in all these major cities where they have Soros funded DAs. While we've got people that haven't been charged uh, with anything still sitting in jail. You know what? Even a convicted, uh, excuse me, even somebody that's accused of murder still gets a bail hearing. They still get, they, they get charged and they still get an arraignment and they get bail set. They get their phone calls and everything else. That's not happening with any of those people that are sitting in there. Now, are some of them guilty? That's why they need to have their day in court, and they're not having it. How can you call that justice? They're not even getting proper medical treatment. No. Some of them had injuries from uh, the arrest, and they haven't been treated. Still. Like, there was one one guy, he had a broken wrist. His hand was turning purple and black. And it, more than likely, he, he's probably lost the function of that hand because they, they waited so long. It's probably healed up improperly. They're probably going to have to go in and do surgery, which is just essentially re-breaking the injury to reset it. Number three, Wisconsin Capitol was overwhelmed. In 2011, thousands of people opposed the Republican Governor Scott Walker. I remember this. Uh, and they filled the Wisconsin State Capitol, screaming in opposition to the government's budget repair bill. I remember when this happened. Uh, this is... Um, this is when Scott Walker was uh, being recalled, and this has been quite some time ago. Uh, he was in the process of being recalled, uh, and he beat the recall. And of course, all the uh, all the morons and all the the the, the Soros funded uh, hacks went out there and say, "Oh, this is the day that democracy died in America." Good, good. I hope to God it did. Number four, Portland Federal Courthouse was overtaken by violence. Yeah, you remember that. This was at the uh, this was at the end. And don't tell me that wasn't the color revolution. Of course, that was a color revolution. That stinks to high heaven of George Soros. The federal courthouse in Portland has been a repeated target of violence from uh, Antifa rioters. In July of 2020, a mob began setting fires inside the fence, protecting the courthouse, shaking the fence, launching projectiles over it and even trying to take it down. Several people even breached it while, or with rioters launching projectiles and flashing lasers at federal police officers who responded. Uh, that was the other thing. They were using industrial lasers on police officers, blinding them. And then, of course, the tactics would heat up a little bit there. And Trump would send in federal marshals. Oh, oh, Trump's sending in stormtroopers. Look, look at what he's doing. He, he's sending in stormtroopers to, to freedom fighters that are fighting for democracy. That was the play. To be fair, I, I would do uh, essentially at that point when the media starts saying, oh, he's sending in stormtroopers. OK, good idea. Yeah, thanks. They're, I, they're on their uh, way. If you, OK, yeah. Might want to have your cameras out there to meet them on the tarmac. I can tell you what time they're going to land. So I, I, I don't care. Push your way right through them. Freedom of the press. I mean, you have the freedom to be there. That's all that allots you uh, that freedom. Same thing with the White House. Uh, I'm sorry. Why? Again, this uh, I'm going to criticize Donald Trump here Uh, again. Why did he have these useless hacks 
in the White House, in the press room every day. The First Amendment, which is the freedom of the press, freedom of religion, right to peaceful assembly and all the rest of it, that does not give you permission to sit in the White House press room. That's a privilege. That's that's not that's not uh, your freedom of the press. Of course, that's what they would crow and spit about in the streets if they got tossed out. But I wouldn't have their sorry asses in there. I'd have all their press passes revoked. I would toss them out over the fence and say, if you want to do any reporting, then you stand your sorry self out here and you do it there on the curb where we put out the trash on Tuesdays. That's where they would be because you bring them in and they ask all these ridiculous, nonsensical, meaningless questions. You have the people up there at the podiums that would answer the questions and then the scum in the media would go out and just make up whatever they wanted anyway. So why even have them there? Why even have them there? Why even entertain that? Do you know why we're sitting here doing this? I'll tell you why we're sitting here doing this, because those people in the media won't do their job. That's why we're sitting here. It's their responsibility to give you the correct information and for you to make up your mind yourself. Does the media do that? Do they take an impartial road? They don't. Do they provide you with any meaningful, factual information about anything? Do they give you any context? Do they give you any substance whatsoever that will allow you to think critically? They don't. That's why we're here. And not just us. I'm not saying when when I say we, I'm not talking about us personally. I'm talking about those that are like us. That's why we're here. They created people like us. Their inability to do their jobs has created us, the alternative, whatever you want to call it, whether that's uh, left, right, center, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a different perspective. It's something that gives you the opportunity to think for yourself. They want everybody else that doesn't think like them off the stage when they're too stupid to understand that what they have done has created what they fear. It's that simple. Agreed. That, that's entirely why we're here. I mean, I, I, I would much rather be doing something else than sitting here talking about the news and COVID and all this nonsense. I would much rather. The thing is, too, we don't even have the resources that they have. We don't have the funds to send in like a reporter to go and investigate these things. Yeah. So I, I, I wish they would go and do their jobs because they can do a more thorough job. But they're, they're not doing it. Do you have any idea what we could get done if we had even even a tenth of the budget that they have? Do you have any idea what we could get done? Do, do you do you know if we had if we had multi-million dollar satellite uplink news trucks and, and full staffs of people running around towns and, and countries, do you have any idea what we could get done? The kind of information we could put out? Oh, it would be it would be 10,000 times what we could do now. And, and not just us, no, other you, organizations like that as well. Even even if we just had the the money that that paid for all those things, even if we were just able to yeah. dedicate more of our time doing this to research it and to be able to, uh, I don't know, hire a lawyer to write up the FOIA requests or whatever. I mean, w- we would be able to do more uh, w- with that kind of funds, but they're more interested more in. People. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 but as it stands, they're more interested in propagating fear porn to make money off of you. They make money off of the rage, off the division. Okay, that was a nice little, uh, nice little rant we had there. Uh, <laughs> number five, uh, democracy was halted in the Texas Capitol. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm truly saddened. I'm truly saddened that democracy was halted in the Texas Capitol in July of 2013. An unruly mob of pro-abortion demonstrators. I guess that was the like. Were, weren't these like the code pink ones? 
Is not the isn't it, you remember those the, the ones with the pink hats? Yeah, you remember those? Pro-abortion demonstrators interfered with the democratic process when thousands of them occupied the Texas Capitol and screamed at the top of their lungs, grinding the Senate to the or grinding the Senate to a halt uh, with the noise. This also happened in Oklahoma. It's not listed here, but this also ha- happened in Oklahoma not too long ago. But it wasn't pro-abortion demonstrators. It was something else. Left wingers went in there and they shut down your state house in Oklahoma, and that barely made the news. There were hundreds of them that went in there and shut that thing down. They took over the second story, and then they went down on the first floor and shut it all down and forced the uh, forced the House members, to, the state House members, to leave. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the what the issue was on that one, but I do remember that instance. Yeah, we, we talked about it a bit. Number six: the Supreme Court of the United States police lines were breached, and the Senate was overwhelmed by anti Kavanaugh activists. Yeah, I remember this one too. Uh, the Code Pink people. Yeah, they were in there with that one too. During the dust up over the now Justice Brett Kavanaugh's nomination and confirmation to the Supreme Court, which was radically amplified thanks to Christine Blasey Ford's circus. Demonstrators forced their way past law enforcement, breaching police lines at both the Senate and the Supreme Court, where they stormed the steps and beat on the doors. After announcing that he had Uh, planned... Yeah, go ahead. Just out of curiosity, before we get too far from... Christine Balazzi Ford, did any uh-huh. kind of uh, repercussions come after those false allegations and whatnot? You mean did how nothing, she lied nothing? about everything? Yeah, that this was the yeah, start of the whole yeah. Me Too movement. Yeah. 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 And how we're supposed to believe all women and everything. And then, oh, turns out, oh, everything I said is not true. Huh. What happened to Tara Reid? Uh, Weren't we supposed to believe her? No, we can't believe Tara Reid. No, that's the only. Well, okay, we can't believe that one just because she's yeah. accusing Joe Biden. So we, we can't believe Right, that. right. Well, yeah. And she has credible, she has credible uh and can actually witnesses and everything like it yeah. Uh, yeah she she as it happened she told her friends after it had happened and her story matches up with what her friends were told years ago and yeah it, it all looks far more credible she was there she worked for him it, it, yeah anyway uh-huh yeah but that's well they yeah, have nothing to see there yeah we can't see that and of course the laptop we we don't know anything about that we can't find out anything about that laptop either no no no, no what or, or the the missing diary that uh, the missing the diary, Project yeah. Veritas, yeah, uh, or the second laptop. There was another laptop that we learned about from the video of Hunter Biden, who was butt naked in a hotel room in Vegas with a Russian hooker, coked out of his mind. Uh, of course, that didn't make CNN. <laughs> that didn't make any American press at all. We found that in the Russian press <laughs> with the actual video, and we found out there's a second laptop that was stolen by the Russian. <laughs> so there's another one floating around out there, uh, but again. Nothing to see here. No, there's, there's nothing going on there. Number seven, the Senate was bombed by left-wing terrorists. Linda Evans and Susan Rosenberg, two left-wing extremists, along with five others, planted a bomb outside the Senate chamber inside the U.S. Capitol, where it detonated and caused $1 million in damage in 1983. On his last day as president, January 20th, 2001, Bill Clinton commuted the sentences of the violent pair, spurred on by his Democrat buddy, Jerry Nadler. Isn't one of the founders of BLM one of those people? Um, there was, uh, okay, so Lin- Linda Evans and Susan Rose, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's one of those. Could, it was, could be. There's, so there's the one, Patrice those... Cullors, she's, she's the one, she's the one that had like nine mansions and she was down with the poor. Uh, and now she's an LA County no, supervisor. No. And then there was, was the... Alicia something or other. She's the other BLM family, were they, and then there's a third one. Were they the environmentalists that were spiking trees? Was that one of them, or was Could that some other? There was there Could was something been. like that. It may have been yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, someone that they were going to a you know appoint to an office or whatnot. Could have been. Um, 
but the Rosenberg, I want to say the Rosenbergs, yeah. I want to say the Rosenberg name sounds familiar because they were actually arrested for being communist operatives for the old Soviet Union back in the day. Yeah, somebody, uh, one of them, they, there was a terrorist that was released and it was either from Clinton or Obama, one of those two. It may have actually been Obama that released them and then they became BLM. But uh -huh. they were released and started BLM and they had done some terrorist act. Uh, it was either bombings or had uh, threatened, had all the stuff to, to plant the bombs and everything. They just hadn't done it yet or something, something to that effect. I do know that. Yeah, I do know that the BLM uh, found, I know that they they did some prison time. That I do know. Uh, it, it, uh, what's her name? Colors included. She did some prison time. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what for. There was something involved there where they, they did some time in prison. But that, that's okay, because when they did time, they became trained Marxists. So, I mean, that, they, they learned that. They were, they were trained organizers, and then they were, in particular, they were trained yeah. Marxists. Yeah, so it's all good now. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Uh, see, there you go. See, they, they're trained Marxists. So it's yeah, it's it, it's all good. I mean, that's what we do with trained Marxists. We just commute their sentences. That's all we do. Number eight, Senate chamber breached by Biden himself. Interesting. I told you I wasn't going to read this ahead of this. You told me number eight would be interesting. In now President Joe Biden's farewell address to the Senate in 2009, he claimed to have uh, he claimed to have broken into the chamber and sat in the vice president's chair when he was 21 years old. Interesting. The first time he stood at the Senate floor when he had visited with his friends in the early 1960s, according to his own words. I remember vividly the first time I walked into this chamber. I walked through those doors, but I walked through those doors as a 21-year-old tourist. In those days, you could literally drive right up to the front steps. I drove up to the steps, and there had been a rare Saturday session. It had just ended, so I walked up the steps, found myself in front of what we call the elevators, and I walked right to the reception room. There was no one there. The glass doors, those French doors that lead behind the chamber, were open. There were no signs then. I just walked. I sat in the presiding officer's chair. I was mesmerized. He was then caught by a Capitol Police officer, and he was, I'm assuming, uh, escorted off of the property. That would be my guess. Uh, if I remember the story right, it was it, it had some effect on him as to why he became uh, or ran for office. The thing is, though, this is the same individual that claimed his wife and daughter died in a train accident or oh god i remember that tram. Yeah. yeah so i mean when his wife and daughter were killed i remember that and w weren't they weren't they standing like right next to him or something yeah something like that yeah uh let me see last point here joy reed do you remember when we played the uh the, the thing here about uh yuri besmanov when we played the uh the clips from joy reed that night and it was basically it was just it was critical race theory and critical race theory and critical race theory. i mean it was just over and over and over again it was terrible listening to that i mean it was just god awful it was offensive and it was just disgusting listening to that that just outright racism and division it, that's that's all it was that prejudice that just raw prejudice coming out of that woman it was terrible to sit here and listen to that she's going to lose her msnbc show in the spring according to an inside source president of the news cycle uh, of news cycle media john N uh, nicosia announced that the news uh, announced the news on twitter writing that a Comcast source said that Joy Reid will lose her 7 p.m. show in the next round of reshuffling at MSNBC. The source uh, at Comcast... Yeah, go ahead. It couldn't happen to a better individual. <laughs> good, yeah, it could have happened to a better person. The source at Comcast also said she does not have a show 
come mid-spring. The decision has been made. The only thing left is messaging on the move, which will be ratings. I'm assuming that her uh, her ratings are not good because of what she uh, what she sits up there and preaches about. Uh, it's just it is pure, unadulterated, just Marxism and hatred is all that's coming out of that show. It's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. You talk about wanting to unite a country and you have to listen to trash like that. That's not uniting people. That's not causing people to uh, to jump on board with your cause and uh, and get united and, and fight some glorious people's revolution. That's disgusting, that kind of talk. But what do you do? It, you, you, you just had four years of, of just dogging Trump and Trump supporters. Uh, so wh- wh- what nothing. other narrative do you go? You, you, you have that standard of, of just hammering people, just hounding on it over and over. So what, what narrative do you go to? I mean, the, obviously the next step would be to, to claim, you know, the, the racist card and all of the nonsense that they do now, uh, because they, they had four years of it. That's, that's all their networks did. That's all the mainstream media in general did was just trash president Trump. That was their entire thing. That was their entire thing was, uh, was just hammering Trump and, and Trump supporters. You're absolutely right. And then it was, you know, the white supremacy and the, the, the nationalism and like all that stuff, everything that they threw in there, everything that was opposed to their political agenda, they were trying to, they were trying to just smash. And now what are you seeing? Now what are you seeing? Oh, the new terrorists are like the Midwesterners and Christians and gun owners and, and farmers and, and all the rest of it. That's the narrative. That's, that's what they're going with. They can't stick with the Trump thing because he's gone. They can't go with that. So now they're hitting the core of what his support was, but that's not even flying. That's not even flying. Their ratings, just to give you an idea, their ratings, according to Nielsen, right? Nielsen ratings, they they look at all the online, or excuse me, look at all the mainstream channels and everything else. Uh, their weekly, this is, this is MSNBC as a, uh, as a primetime uh, viewership. Their primetime viewership on the network of MSNBC dropped by 25% in the last 12 months alone. Uh, with Reed's, uh, Joy Reed's ratings plummeting throughout the year, she lost quite a bit. Uh, according to the Nielsen data, uh, the readout, which is her show, started the year with an average of 2.5 million viewers. By November of this year, or uh, excuse me, of this past year, that number had dropped to 1.1 million. No, comrade, the reason we're seeing those losses of numbers, those drops in numbers in the ratings is because of all the COVID deaths and people that are being hospitalized. That's because why of we're the seeing these numbers change. Because of the unvaccinated. Because of the unvaccinated. Right. Yes. Yes. Of course. Of course. That that's what it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not going to go any further with it. You got anything else? No. That that pretty much covers it. I mean, today's kind of a kind of a slow news day. Aside from a couple things, there's not well, really we're much. Still- we're still reflecting on the uh, the deadly insurrection that was the most tragic, yeah, uh, li- life life taking day of, or whatever they want to call it, the most horrific day of killing and mass murder in the United States in, in all of its history. And I would I would also wager that uh, we still have a lot of people that are on their post vacation high, so it, it, we yeah. haven't we haven't gotten back into the that's what I said. grind of things. People are still on the, uh, they're still checked out. They haven't quite gotten back into the grind yet. I was actually thinking about it today myself. I'm like, man, we just jumped right back into it. Maybe we should have taken another week off. <laughs> Maybe we should have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, to be honest, I have been in a bit of a zombified state here lately. It's just kind uh-huh. of a sluggish, you know, getting things started again. I just want to go back and ha- like, I just want to go make a pumpkin pie or something and take a week off. Right. <laughs> that's what I, yeah. I want to do. To be honest, it it is really like, 
when when I said I would I have better things to do than to sit here and talk about these things like legit going through the vacation and and not doing this that just made it clear you know we we have things that we could be doing hell spending more time with family just as a start was nice uh, that was that was really nice you know how many books I have that I that I'm backed up on I, I just got it yeah. like I got two more in this week and I just I, I don't have time I I just don't have time. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to squeeze out like 20 minutes some days. I, I'm like, I, I just, I, I don't have time. And everybody's like, oh, I, I was just, I'm so bored. I'm like, how in the hell are you bored? How are you bored? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other projects we have here around the house to do, the, we've got a, a flooring to change and a shower and uh, like, there's a whole bunch of different things that I could be doing right now. I just want to go back to life, man. That's all I want to do. I, I just yeah. want to go back to life. I, I don't I don't want to sit like I want to do this like three days a week at most and, and just talk about other things. This wasn't supposed to be about politics. That's not what this podcast was supposed to be about. True. This was supposed to be about you as in building yourself up and making yourself a better individual and, and doing what you could to better yourself so you can better your family, your neighborhood, your community, your town, whatever. And that's what it was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be about politics and, and COVID. Hell, we weren't supposed to do this five days a week. We, we weren't supposed to do that even. It was supposed to be three a week. Hell, we started doing one a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, then COVID yeah. kicked in and we did oh, God, one every day. Uh, well, two yeah. every day. Jeez, we two did the morning show and then the, yeah. And then we were just like, we. I mean, like, we were burned. We, we were done. We, we were yeah. just like, okay, no. Like we were doing 14 podcasts a week and we're like, no, we're, we're done. We're, we're finished. We needed to get some time back. It's been a blessing just to cut that off uh, and get some yeah. of that time back. Anyway, um, all right, we are going to go ahead and jump out of here. Uh, as always, if you have any feedback, feel free to uh, drop us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. So I want to thank all of the listeners for being here today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. If you're listening to us on Monday, we hope you had a great weekend and we will see you tomorrow.